You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. It is time for us. We are those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He, Jeff Smith, Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher. The Hale you know, and Hardy are already out playing every day here in, in the Kentucky area. You're in Florida, so people play there all the time. I, Anyhow, I'm telling you, they're not stopping. It's yeah. unreal. This this place I'm I'm teaching, right, is Bonita Bay. It's in Bonita Springs, Florida. And it's a private club. But I've never seen anything more resort looking in a really? private club ever in my life. They got five golf courses here. And let me tell you, oh. 7.30 in the morning till about 4.30 in the afternoon. You cannot find a tee time on five golf courses. It is how, crazy. How much does that calm down in the heat of summer? Um, it calms down quite a bit, I'm told. Okay. Um, you know, I left here, you know, on the 10th of May last year to head out to Colorado mm. where things are much cooler, <laughs> much cooler out there in summertime. By the way, I, I was breaking a sweat in March down here, all of April. And the first part of May, I was like ready to get out. Mm-hmm. It was a weight loss program down here. Yeah, and I'd just be outside. And then after after May, that's when the snowbirds show up and the tee times are plentiful and everyone yeah. starts playing, especially with five golf courses. Yeah, hey, I found I have we have nothing to do with it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shout out anyhow. It's a group on Facebook called Golf Buddy. Yeah, and it just. I joined it and people are joining left and right. It's a new group, but you just introduce yourself and you just say where you're at. And man, I mean, I just mentioned I was in Kentucky. I got a message from some guy who lives in Michigan, but is taking a trip. He's going down. He's going down to Mississippi, do some fishing on the Gulf. And then he's going to drive up Mississippi all the way up to Indiana and then down through Kentucky and back down to Mississippi. He's making a kind of a oval, big uh, elliptical trip. And he was asking for golf courses to play along the way. Well, so I gave him, I gave him all of the golf courses that I like in Indiana and Kentucky, because he's coming right through Louisville. He's taking I 65 on the way home, all the way back down South and, uh, and mentioned the fact that, Hey, if you need to go play with him, that's well, as I said, I said, if you need a fourth, give me a call. And yeah. he said, I definitely will when I'm in town. And that's, that'd be great, right? That's what people are doing all over the place. They're saying, hey, I live I mean, in this gotta, place. I play look, here. You got to love that. I do. You guys guys coming down to play some golf and yeah. wants to play golf with you, man. I mean, yeah. come on. That's as good as you could ask for. It certainly is. Now, you want to pay attention and stop playing with the stuff on the computer there. <laughs> but if you Those don't want to listen to the show, don't know what I'm doing. But I'm yeah. just changing my I'm, Instead of, you know, we do this show, we record the thing on the Zoom, you know, uh-huh. and uh, I just threw a couple of avatars up there just to get John a little fired up this morning. Yeah. And it's, and it's really great too. It, 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 it points out specifically all about how he works in, in Florida because he's got the Golden Gate Bridge behind him, which makes <laughs> an awful lot of sense. But, you know, he's, he, it's early in the morning this morning and he's having some fun. Can't keep the man, can't blame the man for having a little bit of fun. Got to keep yourself so, entertained at I all times. Have, I got to have a good time here. Yes, indeed. 
you do. Um, but anyhow, it's called Golf Buddy. It's on Facebook. Check it out. Not to be confused with the League of Extraordinarily Average Golfers, which we do have something to do with. That is our group on Facebook. And you can also uh, join uh, join us and follow along on uh, Facebook.com slash golf guys. There you go. That uh, that's That's all I got for self. Oh, no, I have some other self-promotion, man. I need. We're good at this. Come on. I need roll to roll it out there. I need to tell you this. I got an email a couple days ago. Well, last week, actually, from oh. a woman in um, Great Britain. And mm-hmm. she wanted to tell me. Uh, she wants know, to I, date you? I, no, no, well, you know, stand in line. But uh, <laughs> she wanted she wanted to know or she wanted us to know that her magazine, which is a business magazine in London, has chosen mm-hmm. those weekend golf guys. Actually, it wasn't the magazine. It was their independent board of judges taken from various and sundry businesses and all, all experts, all big time guys uh, that we actually won golf show of the year 2024 for the USA. Well, that's terrific. It is. And we have, uh, we have, what do they call a, uh, I don't recall paying them for this distinction. No, we didn't. And we didn't even enter. We have won contests that we have entered before, but this was totally out of the blue. So I like it. I do too. I do too. So you are now listening to officially the best golf show in the USA. There you go. Love it. So. And we're going to show you why we are the best golf show in the USA, because we're going to be talking about something very important to a few of our listeners. And we have, Uh again, uh, solicited questions, problems from our audience. You know, like we have said, you may be in a place where you play continuously. You may be in a place where you had to take a few months off because of the weather. And and it's beginning to warm up a little bit. We're, we have days here where it's 61 day. Of course, it's 30 the next. But then you, you plan out, you know. There's a golf course in town that has a senior scramble a couple times a week. And they have been uh, emailing all of their people who have been there like, hey, tomorrow it's going to be 56. Let's give it a shot. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. But one of the things that happens if you've taken some time off is you have to basically remember what what you learned last year. You have to kind of get back into the the flow of things, and uh, hopefully, it it just seems that most of us golfers we can remember all our bad habits. It's all it's all the fixes that we've we've missed. They flit from our meager brains, and we have to work hard at the beginning of the next season to get back to it. One of the problems that most of, of our listeners asked about, it was the predominant question for the past couple of weeks, is how the heck do you figure out the speed at which to hit a ball on the green? Uh-oh. You mean the math? Math yeah. is bad. It's not my yeah. strong suit. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and it gets boring when we get into the weeds and start talking about math. But the... The speed of a putt vis-a-vis the speed of the greens is, yeah. is almost impossible for somebody who's not 
a very well accomplished golfer to be able to figure out easily. You're right. You know, and, and so I deal with these things a lot, right? People come up and look like they struggle, like especially the people who play different golf courses and, and they go, oh, we're playing in a tournament today or wherever, you know, and they're used to playing on slower greens. And all of a sudden they go some, some golf courses got faster greens. And, you know, it, it's a, it's an interesting problem that people have when they don't play a lot of golf. Mm-hmm. The people who play a lot of golf have this thing figured out. So let's, let's get to the nuts and bolts of it. We got a handful of minutes left, right? Yeah. So, so let's think. First thing I want to do when I set foot on the green is feel how soft it is. Okay. Because soft does not equal fast. Almost all the time, soft equals kind of slow. Okay. Makes sense. Firm means kind of fast. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to walk onto a green and feel it very firm under the foot and think that the ball's going to roll slowly because effectively what's going on is it's a firm surface, kind of like a board. Mm-hmm. And there's not a whole lot of thick grass on top or it would provide some cushion. So if you don't feel much cushion under your feet, that putt is going to be fast. Okay. Before so, we get any further, let me ask a question. Yeah. Uh-huh. What, what is the differentiation between firm and soft? I mean, how, how firm, how soft, because even slow greens, it's real hard to tell a big difference. I mean, when you're talking soft, are you going to like sink into it noticeably when you step well, on it? Well, that's kind of mushy. That's like walking onto a mud green after a rain, you know, yeah. those are kind of mushy. Right. But if you can feel underfoot something that feels very much like the concrete, <laughs> that's uh-huh. pretty firm. Yeah, right? it is. Yeah. But if you can feel just a little bit of give okay. underfoot as you walk, now all of a sudden you're, you're thinking, okay, there's a little bit of softness to this, which means the grass might be a little bit more thick and dense, which provides some friction on the ball to make it mm-hmm. roll slowly. Right. Okay. So then you walk onto the greens and I walk toward the middle of the green and I'll drop a few balls. This is on the practice green. Okay. Right. So before I go play and I'll listen. And if I hear a a thud, but not a resonating, you know, when you drop a ball on something firm, you can hear a little bit more echoey, you know, like it's full of sand and it, it, it drops and it lands and it splats. The, 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 when it lands and splats, they're kind of soft. Right. Okay. When it lands and bounces, they're kind of firm. Right. <laughs> so then I'll start putting in different directions and I'll just watch and I'll see how far the ball went and kind of went, Hmm, is that about the amount of effort that I expected to have that ball go that far? However far that went. Okay. And I'll just instantly start to calibrate me on the day that these greens are firm or they're soft and they're slow and you can, you know, rub your hand on the green and find out how much grass there really is. Cause you're on the practice green, right? Right. Exactly. And if you feel it, if you feel it very fuzzy and you watch the grass move under your hands, it's going to be a slow putting day. Okay. Well, the, the grass is, as Jeff has already said, comes into consideration a lot. I mean, we're even going to talk about the direction the grass is growing. Uh, oh, yes, that, we are. That has a whole lot to do with the speed, and we're going to start talking about some of that stuff when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys, so you need to hang out with us. Don't move. 
Man, you know, sometimes it can feel like we're a little too busy to take care of our own health problems. You know, so much going on, we don't want to spend any of our free time waiting around in a doctor's office and long pharmacy lines. Well, now you don't have to with Hims. Hims H I M S is changing men's health care by providing simple and convenient access to science-backed treatments for erectile dysfunction, hair loss, weight loss, and more. The entire process 100% online, and you can get a new routine of improving your overall health faster. If it's prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free and in discreet packaging. No waiting room, no pharmacy visits. So start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash golfguys. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash golfguys for your personalized treatment options. Hymns.com slash golfguys. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See hymns.com slash golfguys for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Prices vary based on product and subscription plan. Well, of course, we have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash golf guys. Go there and follow us. Like us, please. And we are back those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He's Jeff Smith, top 100 teacher. And we're talking about controlling speed of your putts. Now, we already got to the point where you can walk onto the practice green and drop a few balls and listen to what it sounded like. Mm -hmm. A thud or a splat or a bounce or whatever. So we've, we've determined whether the whether it's slow or fast. And we know that, that, that practice greens are most normally the same as the greens at the, at that particular time, because the time of day makes a big difference too, doesn't it? It it sure does. You know, they're cutting them first thing in the morning, right? They're out there before all the golfers. Yeah. And so they'll be firmer and faster, you know, in the morning, unless of course, you know, it rained the night before heavily or whatever, but as soon as they cut them, they'll be a little faster. But later, of course, as grass continues to grow, that you know they slow down quite a bit. But then there's also this down here. I've got it a lot, and up north you don't have it as much as the grain. Mm-hmm. I did this article uh, for Golf Magazine. Oh, I don't know, almost a year ago, entitled "Grain Doesn't Have to Be a Pain." <laughs> <laughs> and, and really, you know, this is just understanding something that could you could learn it in in five minutes on this show i want you to go to the putting green i just want you to rub your hand on and just now pay attention to something you probably haven't paid attention to much before is which direction this grass is growing now it won't be the same throughout the green we've all been on the greens and we look around and One big section of it looks dark and nearby, another section of it looks nice and bright and shiny. Here we are looking at the grass and we rub our hand on it and we look at the direction that this grass is growing. And as I mentioned, you know, you and I have talked at different times, John, when you're looking at a green, sometimes you look at the green and a big splotch of it is dark looking and nearby, another big splotch of it is brighter and shiny. Mm-hmm. And you look at that and you're like, what, what is going on here? Well, the grass grows out of the slope of the green primarily like the, the hair grows out of your head. So as the head changes shape a little bit, the hair grows out of it in, in that form. And if you got yourself a buzz cut, you'd feel 
which direction those little hairs were effectively pointing. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, the green is the same way with grass. Okay. It's very short cut grass. And sometimes it's bristly, but the direction that it grows out is called grain. Right. And sometimes you're going against the direction of that grass growing. And sometimes you're going with it. And a lot of that is not based on the sun. You know, a lot of people talk about it where, oh, well, the, the, the grain always points toward the sun, which means they're having this conversation in their head that says, the grain grows from east to west throughout the day, and it'll just turn like a sunflower turns. But that's not true. Okay. It's very short. Very short. Mm -hmm. It doesn't follow the sun. It follows okay. the slope. So what we need to do is understand what the effect of that is going to have. So if we're, we're working against the grain, meaning that my ball is traveling in a direction that is opposite the direction of the growing of the grass, it's going to slow it down because of extra friction. Right. And if it's traveling the same direction as the growing grass, which means there's a lot less friction, which means the ball is going to go faster. So if you're looking at a putt and it's bright and shiny on its way to the hole, mm -hmm. it will be a little faster than if it's dull and dark because then it'll be a little slower. Okay. So that's how it's going to affect the speed. So, but it'll affect the side to side tilt a little bit too. Let's say you're going across the grain as you putt. Okay. And let's say your putt, you go out and you, and you read your putt and you say, well, this is a little right to left. Better check the grain to make sure that the grain is also growing right to left. Because if it goes the opposite direction a little bit, it won't go as left as what you think. It'll be fighting it a little bit the whole way. But if it is growing the same direction that you think, it's going to speed it up in that direction. So if you think it's going to go right to left and it is the grain is helping it go right to left, that means it's going to go a little right to left a little farther than what you thought. A little right to lefter. Yeah. A okay. little bit righter to lefter. Okay. So let's just think. Grain doesn't have to be a pain. On the putting green, you can go put your hands all over the green if you want to. Right, right. But how do you read the grain when you're on the green on the golf course and you're not allowed to do it? Let's just say that we're actually going to follow a USGA rule here, right? Huh. <laughs> let's just say. I know. Kind of the wrong show for that, but right now <laughs> we're going to say that that's what we're going to do. <laughs> okay. On the off chance. Go on. That's right. Listen up here, folks. We're actually not going to bash the USGA at this moment on this show. Okay. So we're going to follow the rule that says we're not allowed to just go feel it. All right. So how do we look at it? So down here in the South, we've got an awful lot of grainy greens up in the North. They don't because the grass is thinner bladed and softer blades, but down here in the South, they're coarse and they're bristly and you know what that you deal with it and it grows in a certain direction. So all the time, People are hoofing all over the green. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they kick up a bunch of spike marks. Folks, take a look at those things. Before oh, you got guys who. Down, hey, we can tamp them down now. Why don't you just look, pay attention? Yeah, we got take guys a look at who, who dragged their feet. Yeah. Go look at it and see if it's anywhere near the line of your pot. And it looks the same color, you know, either the darker and dingier dark green, right. or if it's the lighter and brighter bright green, right? And if you see that, and you see these little spike marks all over the place, you know, because you got two-ton Timmy doing the twist on the green, 
Next thing you know, you get a lot of spike marks. Yeah, indeed. Well, let's pay attention, folks. Before you start tamping them down, because the USGA rules actually allowed us to do that now. Okay. All right. So there's actually more spike marks because of these cleats that we have on the bottom of our feet now than there were when we actually had spikes. Just oh, the soft spikes yeah, do more damage? Saying. Okay. Well, not damage. They just create more spike marks. Okay. But we can tamp them down now. So pay attention to that. And then look at the old hole plugs, too. Now, don't look at the circle that they put in the hole. Look at the outer perimeter of the hole itself, the outer ring, so to speak. And you'll see the grass growing in a certain direction. And if you looked at your line of putt, like got close and kind of actually looked at the grass, you'd see it too. So, folks, just pay attention to what's out there because grain will affect your putt. And it will affect the speed that the ball rolls. So if it's a dark green surface that you're putting into, when there's a light green surface about five feet away, you know this putt's going to be a little slower. Okay. <laughs> you just do. So hit a little further. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And again, so back on. It doesn't have to be a pain. Back back on the, on the practice green, you yeah. can. And and maybe we should revisit that when we come right back after this next break, because there's not a lot of time right now to get into it. But you can always practice hitting to see how far a certain amount of force with your putter sends the ball. So you can get a yeah. feel for. I for do that uphills and downhills and across the hills. Right. Just get a sense of that. I do that before I go play. I don't even yeah. put it a hole. I'm just putting for speed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you can't, you, you can't realistically consider yourself having a good chance to one putt. If you have no idea or no, n- no way to judge how fast you, you should, the ball will go vis-a-vis how hard you hit it. I mean, you need to, you need to get that feel. And sometimes it takes a while to get that feel. It really does. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, the, the bad putters, you know, the, the people who hit it like all over the putter face and it gets a different feel, mm-hmm. you know, those folks ought to practice just a couple of times putting between a, a, like a gate of tees where they make their putter move through and put the ball right between. Right. So then at least they would have some mechanical control enough to hit it in the center of the face to get a certain feel. Okay. Cause if one time you're hitting it on the heel, the next time you're hitting it on the toe and the next time you're hitting it in the center, the next time you hit it on the bottom of the club, you don't have any idea what it feels like. No, nor so, do you have any idea of where it's going to go. No, no clue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so those are a few things and, and like you just mentioned, and we can delve into that a little greater length uh, in a bit here, but a few, uh, a, a few, routines you can do to to get more comfortable with with your stroke both speed direction the whole nine yards right mm-hmm. and you've, there's fun things that i give people to do to make it so that they're actually interested okay in well, when we come back let's agree. when we come back let's uh let's jump in a few of those we all those weekend yeah. golf guys we're talking about speed putts you know, you want to make it no no more three putts this year, all right? Just listen close and we'll we'll take care of that for you. We'll be right back. 
You want to know how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? Just go to jeffsmithgolfinstruction.com. Check out the information there. Forty percent of your strokes are on the green with that little club called a putter, which so many of us rather cavalierly buy for whatever reason. Any avid golfers got a collection, an old golf bag in their garage that carries nothing but putters, none of which seem yeah. to work very well for them. <laughs> I think that's why they have a lot of them. Is it? <laughs> right? It's not me. It's the <laughs> stick. That's it. I'm going to go spend another 200 to $400 on a new stick. That's yeah. just as flat as the other ones. And now you can get one designed by artificial intelligence. Oh man, this must be the better one. You know, I, I wonder about a lot of that, right? Yeah. Instead of, I, I don't know. <laughs> do, do we, do we not already know that putters designed by artificial intelligence are still the same flat face balanced putters it's right. designed by humans. <laughs> yeah. At some point, these putters are still tested for weight and balance and mm. a flat face yeah. with a certain loft. Does it really matter if it was designed by AI or designed by all the mechanical engineers that are out there? I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We've seen through history putters that are more top weighted, putters that are bottom weighted. Putters that are heel to toe weighted, putters that don't twist very much, putters that have a little toe hang to them, putters that are a little bit face balanced. Do we give a heck uh -huh. at all <laughs> about who or what actually designed it? Because they all have to go through a testing process to make sure that they're consistent. By the time they hit the rack where you can go, it's an imbalanced putter for the most part, except for the ones that are not, you know, some of them are now lie angle balanced. There's a company out there. It's awesome. Right. Whatever the lie angle of that shaft coming out of the head, they balance it so the face won't twist. Well, and a lot of people are putting pretty well with those. Like they got a big deal going with these things. One of them originally looked like a big old potato masher and it was awesome. <laughs> then they came out with this blade and, and it looks a whole lot better than the potato masher to an awful lot of folks. And then the, now they got this one, they call it the Meza and it's like an M shape, okay. except, you know, on the back. And, Lucas Glover has like resurrected his career with that one, and a whole bunch of people are doing it, but it's balanced due to the lie angle of whatever that thing sits at. Okay. So if that's the lie angle that fits you, then then all of a sudden they balance these putters, but to that angle. Okay. But as we that look at this, I don't know if if a person designed that or AI designed that or whatever, but we do know the end product. Mm -hmm. We still have to aim it and swing it though. It's not like, yeah, and it's not like and, we just get to toss them out on the green and say, "Boom, make a putt." But what you just said, though, is so apropos. Is it's if that is the angle that fits you. Yeah, right. It's it's why we fit putters, and right? so few of us take the time to do that. We go to we go to Dick's or you know golf headquarters or golf galaxy, and we go to that big round elevated fake putting green they've got in the back with all of the putters ranged around the, yeah, the rim. Right. And we pick one that looks good. We hit a few balls. We put them in. We go, hey, this one works and we'll walk out with it. 
you know, I think that they've got little, and, and it's sort of funny because I see those, those fake greens, you know, in those, in those stores. And it's hilarious because I, I went to PJ's tour superstore down here. And uh, I don't know, I think it was like in Sarasota. I swear that all the holes were a little bit concave around it. <laughs> it's like, it like the hole is sitting in a little tiny little crate because <laughs> I don't care what angle you putted from. All those balls start veering toward the hole. <laughs> right. You get hilarious. it close, it's going in. <laughs> it was subtle, but everything was going toward the holes. Like they sunk, they sunk in the cups and like pulled it in. So everything was like, <laughs> it was hilarious. You could just, I'm making everything with this play. I got to have it. $700, I don't care. I'm making everything. <laughs> but you're right. You know, you, you got to get fit for putters. You know, you just do, yeah. you know, there's different ways, there's different methods of, you know, okay. Putters got to be, the head's got to be flat on the ground and you can do some Pythagorean theorem math and, and get whatever stance you have. And you can get a certain length from the, the distance from the ball, you know, and get your eyes either over it or inside of it or wherever that happens to be. And you drop your arms and you, boom, there it is. And it's very simple to get that fit. It's really not a hard thing. However, there's more details to it, like weight and mm. size of grip, shape of grip. Yeah. Right. Because it'll have an effect on how you put your hands on. Yeah. Some grips are round. There's a putter fitting system out there that I've been aware of that I've used a little bit in the past that has, they just sell round grips because it's hard to screw up putting your hands on. Yeah. Right. Some people in putting grips, you know, the flat part is almost always on top. You know, and people right. turn their hands so that thumbs go on top. And some people espouse that thought. And some people hate that thought. Right. You know, elbows tucked in and hands kind of under and thumbs on top. And, you know, it doesn't promote twisting and all that other stuff. Okay. Whatever doesn't promote twisting is good. Okay. All right. Because if you're twisting on the way back, you got to twist it the same amount on the way through. And we know this is such a precise thing that, yeah, it's probably not mm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So what we try to do in all kinds of putter fitting is find the way for the golfer to not twist their arms on the way back and through. So that way we simplify putting and can get a ball to start on line a little bit more often. So in, in this putter fitting thing, fitting the grip in not just size and shape, but orientation, maybe the flat spot shouldn't be on top. Maybe you could hang your arms down and fit that putter grip wherever, whatever orientation it needs to be. So it fits in your hand. So your arms won't rotate. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean that that flat spot has to be on top. Or in the front. Or on the front. Yeah. Right. It, It just can be wherever those arms hang down and won't twist. And if you can figure out a way to put your hands on at that point and the club face is square, then you can make a lot of putts with an old shoe. If it's fit properly. Right. Yeah. Right. But all the putter manufacturers aren't liking me saying you can do it with an old shoe, but you could. (laughs) (laughs) As long as it was a fitting old shoe. So, well, yeah, yeah, it is. It's got a, well, it's got, look, if it doesn't fit like an old pair of jeans, man, something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that could be the reason, I mean, a lot of people, guys I play with too, they, they miss putts closely. 
and and it's like, man, maybe I should get my eyes checked. And it's like, well, maybe you should just get your putter checked because, like you say, maybe you're just twisting a little bit, just enough. And what if it's a one degree, it? two degree twist yeah. uh, that you don't really realize? It's hard to see it. Yeah. But all of a sudden, the ball doesn't start where you want. You're like, hey, wait a second. Maybe it's not my eyes. And maybe it is. But maybe it's not. (laughs) Right? (laughs) You you at least got to pay attention to that and go, what are all the possibilities here? Gotcha. Yeah. You know, what's the real reason this thing's not working? Because this putter isn't being delivered in a way that starts this ball where I want to start it with the right speed. So what's going on here? Is it me? Am I Ray Charles with epilepsy? What's going on? <laughs> or am I not? Right? You need and and again, I mean, we 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 hate to sound like a broken record, but you need to know the answer to that. You need to go to somebody who can tell you, someone who could recognize what you're doing, fix what you're doing, set you up with the proper grip or the proper stance and whatever and stop you from doing what you're doing that makes you miss so many putts. You know, it's, it's really interesting. So, you know, have you ever dealt with the, the yips, John? <laughs> well, not this week. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that, that people have this thing, right. Where they're standing over it and they, they get, some sort of thing that affects their nervous system. I've heard people say, I don't believe in the yips. I'm like, you, then you obviously never had them. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it, it's something is going on inside of our brain that we, it's not conscious. I can tell you, it's not a conscious thing. Something's going on there. And all of a sudden it affects the, the, the nerves. And all of a sudden there's some twitchies. Yep. So, we just got to understand that what we need to do if we have something like that is to go build so much confidence right. in the movement and where the ball starts that we walk up to it and that's all we are is now confident. I have had them. I know people who have had them. Mm-hmm. And we normally don't want to talk about the yips. No. But <laughs> all of us who have had them understand that when we're feeling confident that they're going to do that the thing's going to do what that we know it's going to do all of a sudden our nerves are not misfiring and how do you build that confidence well that's what we're going to talk about when we come right back so hang out with us we are those weekend golf guys don't go away And we are back. Yes, the best golf show in the USA, according to a British magazine. They know their stuff. Let me tell you. what they're talking about, man. That's it. They listened to thousands of golf shows and said, wait a minute, these guys are the best. So we we appreciate you being here. They listened to thousands of golf shows. They heard an awful lot of stuff about the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour and all. Oh, yeah. And live and all that kind of stuff. Not on this show, they didn't. Yeah, that's right. We (laughs) talked to and about the average golfer and how they can have more fun. And making more putts is one hell of a way to have more fun. 
if you can walk off the 18th green and look at your scorecard and say, I did not three putt anything, how much better will that scorecard read? I do a lot of things to get people to putt better, mm-hmm. right? First, earlier in the show, I mentioned, I'm going to show you, tell you about a couple of things that actually makes putting more fun. Let, let's start with the concept that I've done here at Bonita Bay and, and, and other places that I've been did at Eagle Springs and, and the Sagamore Club in Indiana. A putting party. Okay. We get people together and all of a sudden we, we give them specific challenges. Now, you could decide to do this on your own to have certain kinds of, say, rewards of any kind, liquid or non-liquid, <laughs> that you want at the end of the successful putt. The putting party after, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, she starts to liven up pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Right? But but the interesting thing that I do is we'll just say, okay, what do we need to do to actually become better putters? One is speed control. So we have speed control contests. This is something you could go do with a partner. Like you and your playing partner could just roll to the putting green and start having contests of one type or another. Mm-hmm. Over hill and through the dale, got to go up this hill over here. It's got to go past this point right here and then trickle down to over there. Now, all of a sudden, your mind is open about what you got to do and get it to be creative. And you're using the slopes and you're doing all that stuff, right? Right. So it's like name your putt. Like a game of horse. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So there's also things that I do like, okay, we're going to toss out a ball randomly and drop another one. And we're just going to go putt one ball into the next two putts or less. You got to hit that ball in two putts or less. Next thing you know, speed control is on your mind. First putt. Mm -hmm. Second putt line is on your mind instantly. Right. right? Got two putt. Got to hit that ball in two or less. Right. You can hit on the first one. That's great. Right. But you got to hit it in two or less. Now, the third one, we do downhill putts that you have to stop it at a certain place. And then we turn around and go uphill putts, but you have mm-hmm. to stop it at a certain place. So we use alignment sticks or string or something that right. has to stop within this zone. Yeah, but Next you don't you use know, the alignment stick to stop the ball. No, we don't. It's got to got to go like between these two. So you putt near the alignment sticks next to them, but they're just framing right. the distance zone that you have to stop it in. Yeah. And then we do different challenges of that. The first one's easy. The second one gets harder. You push them closer together, closer together, closer together. And on the downhill putts, generally speaking, I don't move the sticks down the slope. I move them to the middle of the slope to see if they can have just enough touch to stop it so it won't go racing all the way down the slope. Mm-hmm. So now I made it harder. Yeah. And then I do another one that I do, like, I'll do eight balls around the cup in a circle, but the cup has to be on a, on a, a slope that you can see. Okay. Right. And you've got to make all eight of them, but every one of them has to touch the flag stick within, or it doesn't count. Now, all of a sudden they're like, Oh, this has to be dead center. I can't lift this one in and call it good. Right. And I do it from like three to four feet. Right. It, it, I got eight of them around a circle, but about three or four feet. And you know what? You want to see some, let's, let's just call them knee knockers. <laughs> right. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. 
as opposed to clenchers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> clenchers is what it is when, you know, it depends on what kind of reward system you yeah, get. How, how much like. money's on the line. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. We know. Yeah. However that is. Right. But I do some of these things and all of a sudden people get interested because I have a point system that's completely random and completely made up. And I get point system and the harder the putt, the more points they get, but it's completely made up. Okay. And then all of a sudden they're trying to beat each other and there's a scoreboard Okay. and a putting party works pretty well. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, everybody got better and they had yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. And that can so be a putting party is good. That can be an outing in and of itself. It is. You just get some it friends, is. go to a practice green and just have a putting party. But you know what? If you have a putting party on a relatively flat green, it isn't nearly as fun. No. Scatterville. No. Now, I've even done the, I've even done the, hey, let's create a golf hole using string, right? You've seen this at member guest parties and stuff like this, right? You, 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 you outline some holes and you go, okay, it's got to stay within the string or it's out of bounds and you got to start all over, oh, you know? Uh-huh. So you can't cut across it if it's a dog leg, right? Uh-huh. It's got to stay within there the whole time. And so it, it really works and people get pretty excited about that. So even on, even on one of these, I have a little thing that rings like a bell when you hit it. Okay. So it's a, it, oddly enough, it's a piece of plumbing. And what okay. I do with the piece of, pl- it's, a, it's a copper cap and I have different sizes in a little half inch one, a three quarter inch one, a one inch one, an inch and a half one, and they make different sounds. But you just all you do, I got a hole drilled in them, in this in the in the top of the cap, and I flip it upside down and I shove a tee in there so it's off the ground. And as soon as it hits, it makes this little ding, right? So you get to hear it. So instead of it always being at a cup, I can put those wherever I want them. Mm-hmm. I shove a tee in the ground. In, in I, you know, through the cap, and it's just sitting above there, and I just get to hear it. Ding. And the caps wherever are, I want. I would imagine much smaller than the cups. Oh yes, they are. So the biggest one I use is an inch and a quarter. Okay, so it's it's an accuracy thing to make it. Oh yes, ding. it is. Yes, indeed. Oh yeah, it's kind of fun, honestly. Where it. people can do that, and you're like, got it. Yeah, ring the bell, baby. You know, we we, we one time had a finished around and didn't feel like going home and wanted to keep playing, but didn't have any room on the course. So we all went to the, to the uh, practice green and we just started, we were putting for beer is what we were putting for. All right. But we didn't <laughs> do anything cool like that. We, we were just putting to put it in the hole from various and sundry distances. Yeah. I, I, I would encourage you to have a putting party. Yeah, I really would. Let's have yeah. a putting party. Yeah, I think I think we just find the title of this episode. <laughs> let's, let's have a putting party. But let's let's recap a little bit too. I mean, you've got well, one thing real quick because we've got about a minute. But real quick is you've got this drill where you put a couple of tees. Oh, I do. Together, just to make sure that you're hitting it straight off the face. All right. So this is something that I do that helps people gain confidence. And this is something that I have used. And and when I started to do this is how I got rid of the yips for me. Okay. I put two T's down and I had to putt between them. My putter had to move between them. 
Right. Okay. So just like a little gate. And then 18 inches out front of that, dead between. So I had formed a, an invisible isosceles triangle. Mm-hmm. Daniel, I was going to say a fancy word sometime in the show. There it was. You missed <laughs> it if you didn't hear that. Anyway, it's about 18 inches out in front. And my ball has to hit that thing dead center. And if I can do that, I have proven to myself that my mechanics work beautifully. And yeah. I gain so much confidence that I give this drill to everybody when we have putting lessons to say, before you go play, so that you do not doubt yourself in any way, shape, or form, go do that 25 times before you go to the first tee. Hit the tee out in front. Mm -hmm. Don't go any farther out than 18 inches because we're not trying to introduce the break in the green that's possible. Right. And 18 inches, everybody can see that tee out of their peripheral. So they can imagine this line that they just started their ball on. And they can prove to themselves that they putted it. And their putter moved between those two tees, which means no twitchies. Mm-hmm. And it, the ball launched off the face and hit that tee 18 inches out in front, which means no twisties. And so if you don't have any twitchies and you don't have any twisties, now you have confidences. You, you got confidence <laughs> and you can go to the tee and feel like, man, I'm putting good today. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, that's, that's at least half the battle, if not more. Is confidence. I would agree. When when you pull that stick out and and hit yeah. the green, and just to reiterate, agree. also, uh, if the grass is dark, it's growing. The, the grain is going against you. Yes. Okay, which means it's growing toward you, so it'll slow your ball down. And if it's if it's shiny, more friction. The, uh, the grain is going with you, and it will yeah. not have as much friction. So just keep that in sure. mind, and you may find yourself. No three putts the next time you go out and play some golf. <laughs> <laughs>